We're back from the weekend on Locked On Coyotes. We pay attention to the waiver wire. The Arizona Coyotes moving along that, placing some players as well as claiming a player as well. We're going to catch up on all of that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. we got a great show for you guys on today's episode. We are getting back, catching up from the weekend as the Arizona Coyotes make some moves along the waiver wire, Carl. Yep. Uh, preseason is over uh technically i think so uh it's time for final rosters to get submitted although it's funny uh because the nhl has officially played regular season games even though the coyotes didn't finish their final preseason game until last saturday or this past saturday i wonder how it feels speaking which for like the uh, the sharks fans out there knowing that they're in last place Yet the season hasn't even started yet. <laughs> They're in last place. The season hasn't started for most of the league. Uh, it's it's kind of fun because uh, you always get that thing where you're like, oh, this you know every team starts off in first and last place uh, at the beginning of the year. Not the case this time. There's been games, so the Sharks are officially the last place <laughs> team. Uh, not good for the Coyotes though, because tank hard for Bedard, right? <laughs> it's an 82 game season. There is going to be plenty of time uh, to tank. I really hope we don't get like another like historically bad start. Uh, although with the preseason right. games, that uh, seems kind of likely. Yeah, not winning a single preseason game, like yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> Which is they, they did, almost the opposite of last year, right? Where they won all their preseason games. I mean, they did, what, lose in overtime for one? Or was it a shootout law? Yeah, I think it was overtime. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been fun to keep up with preseason when you can't watch the games anywhere. Yeah, it's really like some teams have it available on like their streams. But like that's about it. Yeah, uh, I did get to see part of um, Saturday's game uh, on Hulu ESPN Plus. Um, I heard that people who tried to go through just regular ESPN Plus couldn't see it. Uh, so it's a real fun situation going on with the Disney Corporation there. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, though, let's get on with this episode talking about the waiver wires. Now that the preseason is pretty much done, Arizona Coyotes have placed a number of players on the waiver wire, Carl. Um, mm-hmm. Forwards, Laurent Delfan, Boko Imama, defenseman Cam Deneen, and goaltender John Gillis all on waivers. Um, are we surprised? I don't think so. Not, uh, I, honestly, a little bit surprised with Gillis, just because I'm not sure 
who the Coyotes are going to have as their backup. Uh, that's that's a fun thing. Uh, but it's not like he played exceptionally well, although I don't think there was really many people who thought that he would play exceptionally well. I mean, isn't that one of the reasons why they maybe claimed Johansson, right? I guess. Um, but then again, he's also not – I. There again, there's questions. They're trying things out. Yeah, which it's it's not great that one of the things they're trying out is goaltending going into the start of the season. Uh, because something we've talked about a lot is Vamelka needs a solid backup. He needs yep. a guy who he can rely on. Like Otherwise, this season is going to like mentally destroy him. Yeah, and we've saw we've seen some uh like goaltenders hit the waiver market and we're like uh Bill, why don't you kick the tires on that? Because yes. like what a, a couple days ago wasn't uh didn't Dallas put like Kudobin or something like that on I think so. Um the the big one that I saw a lot of Coyotes fans on Twitter um wanting the team to take a look at was joey decord um who was the first player to play with the arizona state university sun devils in the n and an nhl team uh so you know it'd be good pr if the team brought him back uh i'm not sure he's really like the player that i envision the melka doing well with as the second part of a tandem but you know yeah I wanted them to claim uh, Jordan Martinook for the same reason. Uh, just, you know, emotional connection to a player. Um, and, you know, can't always do that when you're a GM of a hockey team. Yeah, plus also you got to keep in mind, um, you know, claiming te- claiming a player on waivers also requires compensation. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's not – it's – very not compensation is not a crazy amount, but this still requires compensation. Um, and there's the fact that when you take it up, you're also in, in you know, managing that player's salary. Yeah. Which I mean, the, the coyotes have all the space in the world. Um, what, whether or not they want to pay it is definitely a different story. Um, what what about some of the other reassignments? Like, would you think of of Boko going down? I think some people thought that he may have a place with the team after you know a strong end to the last season. Personally, the fact that the team already has O'Brien and Cassian to me was like, no, they don't need Boko. But yeah. but what do you think of that one? Um, not really surprised. I and mean, again, like I liked how he played at the end of last year, and I think he's trying to prove his worth in the NHL. Um, but you know, it's really hard to shake off the, the lifetime AHL or like tag. Yeah. Like, and that's unfortunately what he's been given. Like he's been spending time in the, in the American hockey league for so long that like, it's just like, all right, it's hard to shake that. Yeah. And and I think the coyotes, they're, they're already a very physical team. You don't necessarily need another physical element it's it's kind of like hat on a hat kind of situation mm-hmm. uh, like as soon as o'brien signed an extension i'm like i don't think there's going to be just a spot for boko with this team although like like you said i thought he played well uh at the end of you know last year maybe he gets traded at some point 
team takes a chance on him because he could probably be like a an NHL fourth liner. Yeah, he like he can. I think he just needs to work like you know, and I think he's work. He's he's been getting that great development with Tucson, right? You know, kind of working on that, making sure he can get get his opportunity. And in the Coyotes organization, he's given that best. He's given that shot the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't think either of us were really surprised by uh, Deneen or Delphan going down. Delphan, another kind of lifetime AHL guy. Deneen, I don't think he did exceptionally well last season. No, I mean, he filled in decently in the defensive role, given all the injuries. Yeah. But you also got to consider how poor of a defense was in general last year. So, yeah. I, I honestly the fact that like JJ Mosier as a 20 year old was able to come up and like take a spot over a player like Deneen who is like much further along in his development it kind of spoke to the situation where it's just like oh uh, I, I don't know if you are ever really going to to break through if you couldn't break through at what should have been like the prime opportunity for you yeah Plus, um, now Deneen will probably have more, can have more of a role in Tucson now that there's no question mark surrounding Cal Capo Bianco. Yeah. Um, which is a whole yeah. other situation. Yeah. I mean, the Tucson Roadrunners are also really coming together right now. It'll be interesting to see what that team looks like um, in the first year of their new coach. Yeah. I mean, technically not really new. Um, yeah. Steve Potvin was coached head coach during the uh, the COVID year, but yeah. and that was a really just a really bad year for the Roadrunners, like a really bad year because Taxi's Taxi Squad and injuries literally made the Roadrunners look like a whole different team. Yeah, but I, I do think that they're going to have some decent players this upcoming year. Um, still not many prospects. We're not that far along in the rebuild, uh, but you know. We will definitely, you know, probably be seeing the Coyotes bring a couple of those guys up. Yeah. But for now, they're gonna they're gonna have a shot in Tucson. I mean, we'll mention I'll mention that pretty briefly too. And some players that we're gonna see that's gonna be pretty good. And and um, players that just got sent down and Michael Carcone and uh, and Vladislav Kolyachanak, right? Yeah. I mean, what Carcone already got called back up after being sent down. So yeah, I imagine we will see him at some point in the season. Uh, and Kolya Chanuk, I think we talked about this in a prior episode, just contract wise. Like I-, I thought the team was going to be sending him down, even though like he probably doesn't need to spend more time in Tucson, but he's got a contract that doesn't need to clear waivers. Yep, and also got to consider that he's like, hey, you know what? Like, he's a pretty decent defenseman. Let's wait. Let's wait for a little bit until, you know, we can make we we can put up a whole defensive squad rather than, you know, whatever it is right now. Yeah, pretty nice for like a player who was just kind of thrown in with the Strowman deal. Um, in what was supposed to be Capo Bianco going the other way, but ended up being like nothing going the other way and getting Kolya Tronok. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, we still got more to get to though on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about a little more waiver wire information. We're going to have to talk, go through um, a waiver wire pickup for the Arizona Coyotes. All that in just a moment. But first, I want to let you guys know 
about our next partner from Athletic Greens. I run a busy schedule, which, which means sometimes I admittedly don't have the time to get all the daily nutrition and vitamins I need for the day. That's why I'm glad I'm able to turn to AG1 from Athletic Greens. It's your one-stop shop of more than 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Just one scoop of this special blend and you are, you are on your way to improve and support your gut health, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It is it is the best of it all and costs less than $3 a day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock talking about Arizona Coyotes waiver wire moves as we as we conclude the preseason and count down to the official start to the regular season. Carl, now let's get to that waiver wire pickup. Arizona Coyotes have picked up defenseman Yuso Valimaki from the off the waivers from Calgary. Uh, real quick before we talk about uh, Yuso, because definitely is a big piece, uh, just because we brought up Carconi and uh, Colin Chunk getting reassigned, Yen Unique was also reassigned. So just go. want to throw that out there. But I mean, the fact that the Coyotes are making like this kind of late pickup to me says that they're not happy with their blue line, which makes a lot of sense. I don't know what the Coyotes were even thinking with their blue line for most of this uh most of this offseason. because uh, it's not good. Uh and it's probably not gonna get much better. All right, I'm gonna look at the um the ten defensemen listed on their roster right now. Obviously that's going to go down because we've mentioned a couple of them already being, you know, you know, a couple of names already taken care of. But Jacob Chikrin, whose name is a big question mark, we don't even know if he's gonna play. If we're gonna be, if we're all being honest, right? Yeah. Um, currently on IR. Yep. Yeah, uh, Shane Gossespierre, um, who had a really good year last year, so he might be the bright spot. Patrick Nemeth, we like, you know, question mark. We don't know exactly how he's gonna play if Arizona. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Yusuf Alamaki. Josh Brown, Troy Stetcher, Dyson Mayo, Giannis Mosier, Connor Timmons, and Cam Deneen, who, and of course, with, Keen, with Deneen just being uh, placed on waivers. Timmons coming back from an injury. Like, literally, the only people like that we know for sure. Like, Mayo, okay, yeah, he played well last year. Mosier, yeah, you know, he, he impressed. And then there's God, God, God Despair. Like, got what? <laughs> Yeah, and I would even go so far to say that like Mayo played competently, Mosier played well. Yes, um, I, I I don't think Mayo had like an exceptionally great season last year. Um, like this team is going to be like heavily relying on Gostas Bear, um, but you know we are also looking at a whole new like 
style of defense that's going to be happening. So maybe the new defensive coach is able to kind of maximize the most for this. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll definitely have to see on that, and it's going to be interesting. I honestly will see Dyson Mayo as that seventh game man, right? Because he said he played confident, competently. He kind of maybe can slide into a role if need be, kind of rotate in every now and then. But I mean, sure, but you know, like you said, I don't know what what Nemeth is going to be like. I don't know what what Brown is going to be like. I don't know what Stetcher is going to be like. Uh, mm-hmm. Like honestly. Any single one of them could end up the seventh D man. We also don't know what Timmons is going to be like because we never got a yeah. chance to see enough of him. Timmons at least is like young and like on the up. Like he's the player I think has the best potential to like be a hit. Uh, everyone else, it's just kind of like question marks. Uh, and Gostas Bear, of course, trying to play out of his mind to get traded to a competitor. Yep. Oh, the defense for the Arizona Coyotes is going to be an interesting one. Um, absolutely it's which is interesting because last year we were talking about the preseason obviously because during the season ended up being a lot more of a dumpster fire than we thought it was but we're like oh yeah you know it seems like the defense has got the is the one thing that seems to be kind of like in place and that we really know what's going on and then it just wasn't that way um now we're just like no this defense isn't gonna be so isn't gonna be great well, I, I do think it's it's kind of telling that what Chikrin and Mayo are the only carryovers from, you know, the previous GM. Uh, like, they're the John Chaka additions. Mm-hmm. Um, Deneen, I, I guess, too, but... Like we said, he's he's being placed on waivers, so they really just went in with like a you know pair of scissors and like this this blue line just is not working, and you know that's a fair assessment. The Coyotes had a very expensive blue line, and you thought that they should be able to get more. They never did, so eh, I, I guess why not blow it up? But also like the just the team doesn't have the defensive prospects for it. So I, I really don't know um, like what is going to be happening in the next couple of years with this. Yeah, um, it's going to be so interesting, especially because, you know, short term, yeah, when Chikrin is gone, it's kind of like, okay, who's going to be there to replace him, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know, or like, what's the deep, like, how is this defense going to, function or like what's you know the defensive outlook it's not that's the term what's the defensive outlook with him gone right because at first because last year you know it was like oh yeah it's chick and everybody else yeah um, they, and they're like yeah we don't have to worry about defense and then all of, and all of a sudden we're here now yeah i mean honestly even if Chikrin isn't gone if if there's like an about face the team ends up keeping it for whatever reason like the defense is still going to be bad um, like just looking at the players that they have, it's not going to be good. Uh, Valamaki may actually be like a saving grace if he could potentially do something, uh, which I don't know. I don't know how well he is going to perform on this team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you have big question marks like that, it's really hard to make those answers, but you know, 
I think the the best thing we can do from our perspective is just be like, okay, this team is the way it is, and we just have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, that is going to be, you know, unfortunately the thing this season. It's going to be bad. It was bad last year. You just kind of got to watch it and kind of just just go through that bad time and hope that it is better in the future. Uh, I will say this. Um, Chikrin and Mayo are the only players signed for three-year deals. Uh, Nemeth and Mosier are signed for two-year deals. Um, and also Joshua, Joshua Brown. Um, you know, So there's going to be space to bring in new people, whether those are like prospects or like acquired players, free agent signings. They'll be, you know, the Coyotes aren't locked into this core yet, which is a good thing because they're going to need like, you know, year three, year four of the rebuild. You kind of want your defensive plays too. So that tells you something though. Maybe a couple of things is – it's definitely focused on defense in the next draft. Yeah. Unless Soderstrom comes in and has like a monster season, I guess, which, you know, I don't think he has played particularly well in the AHL. He seems to look better in the NHL, which I, you know, not really sure how to feel about, but yeah, I don't know. Like kind of, the same thing that we saw with the forward group last year. It seems like it's that way with the defensive group this year. Yeah. Um, but when the good thing is we're, be- we're going to be back on that. Oh. That was weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to go back to that. So, we're going to go back to that same mentality and get to, to, the fact, to the fact that, hey, these Coyote players have something to prove, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if nothing else, this is still a year where you're playing for you know a chance at your next deal or getting traded to a competitor or just proving that you belong in the league still. Absolutely. Anyways, though, we're out of time on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. Carl, do you have any th- final thoughts you want to put before we close things off? I, I do want to say uh, just a good luck to, to all the players out there who have been placed on waivers, who are going to be going someplace where they didn't think they were going to be. Uh, it's important to remember, you know, as much as there are sports implications for all this, these are also people with lives and families and friends and all that kind of stuff. and you know, having to move to a city you didn't think you were going to be in is, you know, definitely part of being an athlete, but it's never easy. You read like any kind of player article where they talk about how difficult it is uh, to get that in mind. So yeah, just, you know, hopefully good things for, for everyone on waivers today. Absolutely. And once again, we're ready for this episode a lot. Leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. Everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media, Facebook, Facebook.com, Locked on Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio, called Pavlock, he's at Carl Pavlock, F-F-H. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. 
Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>